When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Dang That's Weird. Uh, today we're talking with Courtney. Courtney, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well, thanks. So, um, I have one question for you, and that is, what is the strangest thing that you've experienced? So, I've experienced a few different strange things, but I think that the, the weirdest one is currently ongoing. Um, okay. And I think what makes it especially weird uh, is that I actually had just said before we moved into our current apartment that I don't think I believe in ghosts anymore. Okay. And our current apartment is haunted. So, so now I do. Wait, <laughs> wait you, you previously believed in ghosts, mm-hmm. stopped believing in ghosts. Yep. And now you're back to believing. Yeah. What, so what had, what had caused you to stop? believing in ghosts or I guess start believing in the first place. So as a kid, I claimed to have seen ghosts quite a lot um, okay. at my great grandfather's house. And then I, I, you know, having had those experiences as a little kid, I tried to kind of find it again as an adult. And as a teenager, I joined these like paranormal investigation groups, went to all these different haunted places and I could not find any evidence of ghosts. Okay. Um, so after a while, I think it also had something to do with me deciding I was atheist. Um, I decided, you know, I don't really believe in an afterlife, but I, I probably just had an overactive imagination as a kid. You know, started sure. to kind of doubt my memories. Um, and yeah, I just had that conversation with my husband and then we moved in here in June. Um, okay. And pretty much, I think it was the day after we moved in, my son, who had just turned two, started complaining about a ghost. And that was very weird because we do not know how he even learned the word ghost. Yeah. I don't know how he knows what a ghost is. Right. Too, too typically like not a expansive vocabulary at two years old. Generally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of weird for one of his first things that he's going to start talking about to be that this ghost is keeping him awake. Oh no. Um, and there's something about it coming from a kid's mouth that just makes it so much creepier. Way creepier. Way creepier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at first it was really creeping me out because he would say things like the ghost is pushing on his chest at night. Oh, and no. that was uh, quite scary. Um, but as time has gone on, this ghost, we've realized, mainly knocks things over uh, and crawls around in our bed and underneath our bed. And as our son has started to talk more and I was two and a half, he started calling it Orange Cat. So we've realized that I think it's a cat ghost. Wow. That's a we new have one two to cats. Me. They're they're black and brown. We do not have an orange cat. Huh. So, uh, do you know why he thinks that? Like, has he seen 
he claims to have seen it. Yeah. He says that like, he'll say like, but the orange cat was in the bed and we're like, there's no. Huh. But he also calls it a ghost, like interchangeably yeah. or. Yeah. He's also, Weird. he used to talk about another ghost, but we haven't heard much about that lately. He said okay. that the ghost went bye-bye once and he pointed to our, our front door and we actually saw the lights kind of change in our security camera when it did it, but we didn't see anything in person. Okay. So he's, he's seeing something, some ghost cat. And then you said like stuff is moving around on its own in your house or what? Tell me yeah, more about things that. Things are constantly falling over. And what has been weird about it is that it's the same few items over and over again. And so like, for example, my husband has a, we have a projector and he has like some little figurines by it. Mm-hmm. We had to get rid of one because it just kept falling and we moved it to different locations in the house, but it just falls over no matter where you put it. Um, weird. And other things like sometimes we wonder if maybe the ghost doesn't really love kids. Cause it's a lot of my son's stuff. that's constantly getting knocked over. It's also mm-hmm. weird because we do have two cats. And so sometimes it's like, did the cats do that or right. So you unfortunately, like you'll find it tipped over later, or like yeah, have you seen but it fall? We've or? seen it fall. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Um, and sometimes like I'll think that the cats did it, but they're not in the room. So right. And like we'll hear things kind of moving around when we're trying to sleep at night. It's very active at night. Um, a few times there's been a very loud bang in the bedroom at night. And the two weird things about that one is that it doesn't wake my son up which he's a very light sleeper. So like you clear your throat, he wakes up. Sorry. So th- the sound is coming from your room or just like you hear it from generally it in the house? Like it's or? coming from the, the bedroom where he's sleeping. And oh, his bedroom. It'll, okay. it'll show up as it's being picked up on the baby monitor as being quite loud. Um, but yeah, we haven't figured out where that's coming from. It doesn't. And, and he's not bothered by it? No, it doesn't wake him up. Hmm. Okay. The other thing that's weird is uh, I've now sensed, because I, I lay down with him to help him get to sleep. I've mm. felt this cat. Like, it feels like a cat jumps up into the bed and is walking around. Like, it kind of feels like there's something. And again, we have cats. So I'm like, oh, cats in here. And no. Uh, and I recently learned that if you kind of shoo it like you would like a cat, it, it'll leave. So sometimes it comes back. So you can like physically feel something moving around. Yeah. It'll kind of feel like like something jumped up on the bed. Do you, can you like see anything moving or are you just like, just the physical sense? Yeah. Just the physical sense. Strange. Okay. And is, does that only happen in his room or has, has that happened elsewhere? That's only happened in the, in the bedroom. Yeah. Okay. And is that like, does he, does your son notice that? Is that one of the things that he yeah, describes? Yeah, wakes him up. Okay. And he'll wake up huh. and he'll say orange cat. So. Weird. I don't know I did, why so, he calls you, orange cat. Yeah. So you haven't seen anything like visually, right? No. Do you know why he thinks it's orange? Like, can he see I something? I tried asking him and he, he just says it's orange. Like, is it, he, he yeah. says it. As if I'm like, why would you ask like, me that? Obviously, obviously it's orange. It's orange. Come yeah. on. <laughs> huh. 
Do you not know your we, colors? <laughs> right. Um, uh, it's hard because he's two and a half, so he can't really like, it's hard to talk to him about it. Right. Is this, uh, is he your only kid? Yeah. Okay. Because there is something to like, well, I, I don't know if there's something to it, but I've heard many times of like kids being more sensitive yeah. to or aware of these types of things. And then eventually sort of like aging out of that sense or that ability or whatever we want to call it. Um, but that seems, I don't know to, to start like when, like when did he start talking? This must've been pretty soon after he was able to. He was to, a pretty early talker. He started talking around one, um, just like simple, okay. like two word sentences. Yeah. Um, but shortly after, but, he was telling you about ghosts. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, it is weird. It's also weird that, like, so sometimes we'll go to my, my parents' house for a week or two, mm-hmm. and he will not say a word about ghosts while we're there. As soon as we're home, he's back to just talking about this ghost nonstop. So it's it's only confined to your house and, like, specifically yeah. his room, it seems like? or Yeah. Huh. Um, well, it messes a little bit with things in the bedroom, in the living room, as far as like just knocking things over. Um, but, and then we also had an issue once where the cats have like a refilling water dish that got knocked over and we have a security camera in our kitchen. So we looked at it and in one frame it's up next frame, we're running into the room and it's knocked over, but there's no, it didn't pick up at getting knocked. As in like. It's, it's upright one frame and the next it's like on the floor. You don't even see it falling. Yeah, it doesn't fall. It's like the camera was on, showed our cats, cats left the room, and yeah. then it shows it already on the floor. That's weird. No, I mean, there's nobody for like in the a, room, so. Well, and even for like a low frame rate camera, you'd think you'd catch something in between, you know? Yeah, it usually taking kicks like, on pretty fast. Yeah. So do the... If this is indeed a ghost cat, do the do your cats like seem to interact with it at all or be aware of anything? My cats have been pretty stressed out since we moved here and we didn't know what it was at first. We've taken them to the vet. They're both medically fine. Our one cat, Slim Shady, will not stop meowing and acting like something's kind of just bothering him. Uh, And then our other cat we've had, we thought that they were fighting. But we've since picked up on the baby monitor that you can see the cat just fighting by herself. There's nobody attacking her. Oh, no. But she appears to be, like, swatting as if she's hitting another cat. E. So whatever, if it is a ghost cat, it does not like our cats. Yeah. do I'm, I'm not really a cat person. Do But cats don't typically meow at other cats, right? Well, so our or, cat, Slim Shady, is a very... He's a unique cat, and he does meow at other cats. Okay. Okay. The other cats usually look very confused as to why he's doing this, <laughs> but he will. <laughs> sure, sure. And they this has only started since you had the cats before you moved to this new place, right? Yeah, yeah and they've usually been pretty, like, chill, boring cats. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, a, a move could stress animals. But yeah, and it is that, a smaller place. They used to have yeah. a much larger building to, to roam around our in a small apartment. Um, but the one cat, our older cat has been in so many different places with us. She's 13 and we've never seen this behavior for acting like she's like 
fighting a cat when there's no cat there. She's making these loud, angry vocalizations, and there's nothing. I mean, maybe she's like in kitty dementia or something. I don't know. But she's definitely acting strange. She's acting confused and irritable. So have you like, I don't know know what you would do, but have you tried to like test this in any way or like document this or, or what do you, are you just kind of like living with it or what's, what's your approach so far? So, well, we did get, um, we have like the, I forget what they're called, but we have, I think it's called like nest cams. Um, and so sure. we got the subscription where you can actually start to like record them because before we had the thing where like it just kind of automatically deletes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we haven't really been able to catch much. It's like things happen and then we try to check the tape and it doesn't, it didn't activate even though it should be any motion. And there's things like in frame that clearly all got knocked over by something. Right. Are they, are they just motion activated or are they, they just run continuously? Motion activated. Okay. Um, Yeah. So it's only catching like whatever the effect is, not the cause. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's turning on when something falls and then you're seeing something tipped over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you Um, know anything about the apartment before you moved in? Like, is it? So I've been trying to look into it. Um, I haven't been able to find any record of anyone dying in here. I did find that a previous tenant, uh, had a stroke and died shortly after, uh, in our apartment. Uh, there's no records for cat deaths, so I can't really figure out much about that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could maybe figure out if someone else had, like, had cats there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would, but. I, well, actually, you know, that's, I do know somebody who lived here at the same time as, as the, the man who had a stroke in our apartment. Um, so I could ask her if he had a cat. She's going to yeah. definitely wonder why I'm asking. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now you have to explain to your neighbors that you think you're being haunted by a cat, um, which might not be ideal. I did ask one person who does kind of the, the groundskeeping here if it's if he'd ever heard about being haunted, and he said no. Yeah. Is it an older building? It is. Um, the building is from 1920, but some parts of it are from a different building, which is kind of, there's like a mansion. It's hard to describe without giving away where I live. Okay. But there's a mansion <laughs> local to our area that was destroyed and then they took parts of it put it onto this building as they were building it and then named it the same thing but as in like they reused some of the materials or yes okay but most of the building is 1920 so most is 1920 and some is older or some is some of it's older oh damn Um, okay but it's unclear as to like how old i think probably late 1800s yeah but Plenty old. So, an I mean, interesting that's... story about like the building as far as like it, it was built by this like rich couple who had suddenly gotten into like money from this steel company that they worked at and through extravagant spending by the time their mansion was done being built they did not have the money to live in it uh, and one of them it looks like died at like a, a uh, I forget what they're called like a, a homeless shelter back in the day and okay. like an almshouse. And the other one died of TB at a sanatorium. Whoa. So it does have a sad history to it, but not of anyone like 
dying here. Hmm. And then the building fell into disrepair, which is why they had to like mainly rebuild pretty much the entire inside. Okay. In 1920. Is it on the same like foundation or like the same plot? I think so. As far as I can tell. Okay. It's on the same lot. Is it the same foundation? Sure. Sure. But the same like general location. Yep. Hmm. I mean, that's more history than most apartments. (laughs) I don't know what that's worth, but like there's, there's a lot there and like a hundred years plus of stuff happening. I, so I always wonder with, cause I've never experienced any sort of like paranormal or hauntings or anything like that personally. So I'm always curious how it affects people's like day to day life. You know, like, is this just sort of a, an inconvenience that you work around? Is it, you know, it, is it affecting how you think about your home and your space and, or like, we, you know, has it, what does it changed for you in the last six months or so? Um, well, so the biggest thing for me is that I'm just so tired because it keeps waking up my son and then he wakes up me. Uh, um, but sure. also I think that it does kind of change how I parent a little bit because, you know, I did have these experiences when I was a child and the only person who really believed me was my great grandfather. Um, most people were just like, Oh, overactive imagination. And so I try really hard to, to just kind of be like unbiased when he's telling me about it. But then like, sometimes he'll start to say things. And it's like, okay, now you're, you're making things up. Like, the, okay. I believe yeah. that you see an orange cat. I don't believe that the orange cat is saying that it'll be good. If you get chocolate milk, I think you just, want <laughs> <laughs> I mean, respect for, you know, trying to, yes. uh, <laughs> manipulate the situation in, in your favor. That's, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure out where trying, those limits are, but I do not believe that one. Sure. Um, sure. but it's funny how he's kind of like, you know, can I use this orange cat to, to get something. Right. Um, and also the other thing is that I can't stay up late really anymore. I definitely have insomnia and it used to be my thing that after my son would go to bed, I would usually come out into the living room and I would usually listen to podcasts. Um, Mm. and the ghost was active at night out here when I would do that. But I've noticed that if I go to bed at night, like it's not, it's not going to keep bugging me. Um, We do have the, so there's the cat ghost. And then I think there might be a second ghost. Cause there, we uh, have a cage. Also like, feline? No, we think there might be a human. Cause sometimes we think we hear footsteps or, uh, my husband and I both kind of gotten like this eerie kind of someone's watching us kind of feeling sometimes that we've never really okay. gotten before. Uh, it's kind of funny to, to tell you this. Um, but <laughs> the ghost doesn't appear to like the podcast. What if? Um, <laughs> that's a, so that's for, a commonly held opinion. That's, that's not too so, unique. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's my favorite podcast to listen to after my son's asleep. Um, and I just kept on getting these like bad vibes. Things were knocking over. I stopped listening to it at night and haven't had a problem since. So well, I, I imagine my, that my some, of the, <laughs> some of the language might be a bit much for like a 1920s era uh, sure. Ghost, sure. if it is somebody from the original building. Or, you know, maybe it just doesn't appreciate us disparaging the paranormal from time to time. That's you true. Know, that's, that's true. Uh, were, <laughs> were you listening out loud or like on headphones? I was listening out loud. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the, 
your stories from when you were a kid, do you have like conscious memories of that or like how, how old were you? I do. Um, I was about five was the youngest of it. Um, okay. And I think that my biggest memory was, uh, my, my grandfather, my great grandfather confirming for me because it was kind of a big moment for me. Um, I'd seen, they had something they called a shed chamber. It's like an attic above your shed, which is like a barn. I don't know. Okay. And it had like this little area that would drop down and there was like a ladder that could get into the shed. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of where they'd store like their surplus farming equipment and whatnot. Uh, and I would sometimes go out there to get old toys or whatever. And I went out there once by myself and I, I saw like a, like a dark, like shadow just kind of moving above where the, where the ladder drops down. And I went over to it. because I don't know, like a weird kid. You're a curious kid. <laughs> sure. And I just felt the saddest I'd ever felt in my life. Like I'd never felt depression before. And it just felt so sad. And it was all I could talk about for days afterwards. I was very concerned about the shadow and everyone just kind of kept brushing me off. And we went to visit my great grandfather, whose house it was in the nursing home. And I told him because I had to tell everybody. And he said, oh, that's where old Frank hung himself. Oh. Evidently, he'd seen it too. Uh, my family freaked out and said, don't tell, don't tell Courtney that story. Yeah, uh, she's five. <laughs> calm down, Gramps. Uh, which, you know, like his, his memory was kind of going and he would just kind of say yeah. whatever. So so we left. Um, but when I got to be an adult, I asked about that. And I guess it is verified that someone did die there. Way back and, in like, not the, like around 1900, someone had okay. died there. Which obviously as a five-year-old, I didn't know. Yeah. And your great grandfather had also experienced this like shadow and this feeling. Or... Yeah, he he okay. I guess was well aware that there was somebody there. And then I learned that uh so as a teenager I slept in his old bedroom after he'd passed. And I heard footsteps in the hall, and I guess that was something that he'd always talked about was you could hear footsteps come up the door come up these stairs and go to the door where you'd enter to that attic mm -hmm. and then stop. And I guess that was a thing that he'd always talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and then he also claimed that the, and I don't know how much of this was just him being a silly old man, but his <laughs> wife passed away in 1970, I think, or somewhere around there. And he claimed that her ghost haunted the, um, the house. Like he claimed to still be married to, and I don't know if it was just that he didn't want to let go of his wife. Yeah. But I do remember as a kid, occasionally, like, I remember one time he had this lazy Susan and all these cans just kind of like started tumbling off of it. And he goes, I know, Bernice, I know I've been eating too much canned food. He just starts putting it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that, that was like his thing is that he thought his wife was like still kind of taking care of him by. Sure. And then after he passed away, my cousin inherited the house. And she decided to modernize things. She painted the stairway. Uh, it was like lime green and orange and like made their bathroom all like bright purple. Uh, and I guess okay. that my great grandmother had been very careful about keeping everything accurate to how it would have been in the 1800s. Mm. And things started breaking nonstop until my cousin decided to leave the house. Because I guess it really upset the guests. Bre breaking like how like 
Can you give me uh, an example? Like, like what? So I didn't see any of that, but she said that like the, um, like the light fixture, like the, the bulb just like fell out of it. Um, like her, there was something with like a vacuum cleaner falling over repeatedly or something. I forget what else, but it was just like so many things just breaking and she was trying to like redo another room. I think it was like the, the formal dining room mm-hmm. and things just kept breaking so much that she eventually abandoned the pro- the project and just left the house. Hmm. Um, so she's the one other person who believes me <laughs> about yeah. having seen ghosts. Cause she's like, okay, yeah. yeah, they got a little bit more active after grandpa's gone. I believe you. Huh. Um, it, it seems, I mean, you've got sort of this lineage of mm-hmm. people being like at least aware of or like in some way in tune with this stuff without, because like your, your great grandfather hadn't told you about this before you no. experienced it on your own, you know, so it doesn't sound like it's an influencer bias happening. And like you hadn't told, I'm assuming you hadn't talked to your two-year-old about ghosts no. yet <laughs> you know like where do you even get that concept yeah that's the weirdest thing that how does he even know like like did the ghost show up and just was like hey i'm a ghost like how does he know what a ghost even is right and there's like, no way to get out of him where he's getting this word from yeah and like i i would imagine he's not taking in a lot of you know like <laughs> can't read you can't like there's not a whole lot of outside information and pretty much anything that he consumes as far as books videos like it's things that i'm showing him that's what i was gonna say like there wouldn't be much outside information that you wouldn't be aware of in some form and he saw some like you know ghost decorations at halloween but he started talking about this back in june so i don't also i don't know where he got it from also odd that it would correlate so tightly with the move to the new apartment too yeah. i mean I, yeah I, that could be coincidence obviously but like an interesting one i think yeah huh is it like does he seem bothered by it or is it is it like entertaining to him is it you know like what's his read of the whole thing is it just sort of like another thing that is just part of his life or so it's kind of all over the place um he does get annoyed at it at night if it's keeping him awake um, sure but sometimes he'll like crawl underneath the bed and say he's like playing with an orange hat so sometimes he seems okay. to be happy with it um whatever the other thing is he doesn't so there seems to be two he likes orange yeah. hat for the most part although he gets a little annoyed with the orange hat sometimes and then the other one, I can't understand what he was calling the other one. It was like a rue or something. Hmm. Um, but there's another one that he's he's asked to leave before, so he doesn't seem to like the other one. Like he has told it to leave, or he has told yeah, he you said, that like, he like go away, go away, ghost. Wow, that's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> Does he seem like? upset about it or like scared or just sort of annoyed or more annoyed yeah yeah like it's bothering him and then sometimes at night he will suddenly like startle or he will like keep on like rolling over and just kind of looking behind him like he thinks there's something back there and it's kind of maybe scaring him a little bit maybe just kind of startling him 
Yeah. Um, I try not to act scared, even though sometimes I am. Um, so right. I don't want him to be afraid of it. And he doesn't seem to naturally be. Yeah. Have you all, uh, traveled at all? Like since you've moved into this apartment, like have yes. you stayed elsewhere? We have, uh, we stayed in hotels with friends, with my family, and he has never mentioned anything at a go about a ghost anywhere else. Okay. Just here. Yeah. And you, you or your husband haven't experienced anything outside of the apartment either. My husband experienced something just directly outside with, again, that like eerie presence. He felt like when he was walking up his bike outside once that something like followed him home. Okay. Um, but other than that, no. What's, what's his take on the whole thing? Is he like curious he about it or before me? Um, I think it makes him more uncomfortable than it does me. Uh, yeah, he wasn't, he had done some investigations with me and we'd seen like some like slightly spooky things, but like he wasn't quite sure if he believed or not um, before we started having experiences here. Um, I definitely, I, I get the the impression that it feels a little bit more ominous to him than it does me. Does he have any personal experiences bef- like prior to this current one? The only one I can think of is that we, we went together to a place called Dogtown once in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a few like slightly spooky things there. It sounded kind of like somebody was whistling. And um, as we were walking along, we kind of all got like this ominous feeling and just kind of left. And like there was like some weird smells and stuff like that. But all things that I okay. feel like you could kind of write off and be like, hey, it's spooky here, but it's not for sure a ghost. Right. Right. It's not like you're directly like feeling, feeling the cat, I think is the spookiest part to me. Yeah. I I mean, to me, any sort of like physical interaction would be pretty unsettling. Yeah. To know that that's like, I, I don't know, to me that, that like blurs a line of, of safety. You know, like if we can physically interact in some way, I feel a lot less safe than if it's I'm hearing things or even like seeing yeah. stuff visually. That seems like a different a different line to me. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I also I think that it was really unsettling the first time because I, I, I don't get quite clicked yet that it was a cat. And so mm-hmm. I just thought it was like my cat in the bed. And I right. went to shoe it, and then it's like my hand just didn't contact anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think I texted my husband, and he was like, both the cats are out here. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, um, is it, uh, I guess, like, what's the plan going forward? Are you just going to hope it goes away? Are you guys, like, considering moving is it we're planning to move when our lease runs out probably uh okay we have a neighbor who has uh offered to do some kind of prayer or something in our house to help with it uh i don't know like i i'm so hesitant to do anything lest we make it worse yeah Um, i mean like not knowing what you're dealing with uh any interaction seems like i don't know a little uh I guess just uncertain, like could yeah, help. At first but I also, was worried it was something more nefarious, and so I really don't want to get it upset. It's it's been feeling less yeah. ominous lately, and 
I think that I've noticed some things that do seem to bother it, like that, you know, listening to podcasts at night. Uh, it also doesn't like it if our house gets too messy with like our kids' toys. And so, you know, needing to keep them contained yeah. and. Maybe you just need to find, like, try different podcasts until you find one that it likes or, like, you know, different music or got to find, got to find its tastes. That's true. I could try different podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the two idiots talking about ghosts is uh, uniquely (laughs) offensive to a ghost. Well, Courtney, thank you uh, so much for for sharing these stories. And I hope that uh, things get better for you in the next uh, six months or so, or at least that you can <laughs> find a less haunted apartment in the next six months or so. Yeah, that's that's the hope. <laughs> cool. So. Well, thanks right. so much. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah. Before we wrap up the episode, I want to share a voicemail that I got recently. And oddly enough, uh, I've received exactly one voicemail so far, and it is remarkably similar to Courtney's story. So check it out. Hi, Spencer. Um, I decided to call to share my story um, about some weird stuff. I'm currently alone in my house, and I'm a little spooked just thinking about telling this, but here we go. I'll hang in there. Um, So I was in my late teens. Um, I was going to college full-time, playing softball at that college and working three jobs, and that sounds wild, and it was about as wild as you could imagine. My mother was, um, she battled cancer for many years. She had a brain tumor. Um, uh, She was fairly sick, but um, wasn't dying at that point. And uh, anyway, one morning I had stayed up late working on an assignment. And I woke up, started to get ready, and I heard someone walking around downstairs and I thought it was a little odd because typically my mom is um, still in bed at this hour uh, in the morning while I'm getting ready for um, for work in the morning for my 7 a.m. shift and um, yeah and it also sounded like it didn't sound like someone was doing something downstairs it just kind of sounded like Someone was shuffling back and forth. Um, It sounded like the shuffling was happening from the front door to the kitchen and then back and forth. And I thought, oh, that's weird. But I was half asleep and I was like, you know, maybe mom was doing something downstairs. So I uh, washed my face, went back into my room to get dressed after I had uh, also brushed my teeth. And I... um, I heard my mom come in in the room and I turn around and she's like, Hey, I thought you were downstairs. Um, I heard you getting ready downstairs, but I was confused because you're typically not downstairs yet at this time. And I was like, that's very strange because I thought you were downstairs. Um, so 
I looked at her and she looked at me and I was like, this is creepy. And she's like, I don't like this. (laughs) I said, what do we do? And she was like, I don't know. And I said, wait, what did you exactly hear? So my mother described exactly what I heard and I was very freaked out. So we both assumed that there was an intruder in the house. Um, And my father was meticulous about setting the alarm in the house um, every night when everyone was home and in bed. Um, So you could have a setting to just arm if something opens, or you can have a setting for motion. Um, Every night we would set it like the alarm would be set just for if anything opened. uh, So any motion would not set it off. So we knew that the alarm was on. Um, I We figured the alarm was on. Uh, we ended up going into my mom and dad's bedroom to check if the alarm was on, and indeed it was. Then we woke up my father, and we said, hey, we hear someone downstairs. And he's like, what? Like, half asleep. And we're like, we hear someone downstairs. So he jolted awake. He went into his closet and <laughs> pulled out a samurai that I had never seen in my life, uh, let alone knew of of its existence. Um, And he walked downstairs in his underwear, uh, wielding the sword, and he didn't see anything. And he went in the basement, didn't see anything or anyone. Um, And he was like, you guys are joshing me. And we're like, no, we're 100% serious. Um, We definitely heard someone. So he ended up calling... 911, um, answering the door when the police came and tripping the alarm to make sure that it was working and to prove that the alarm was armed at the time, just kind of just make sure everything was, you know, he didn't want to disarm it before they got there. Um, and the police searched the whole house, didn't find anything. Um, and that was it. We hadn't, we didn't hear anything for years. My dad, was very annoyed and he thought we were yanking his leg or just imagining it together. Uh, And then a few years later, maybe like over five years later, um, our family cat Shay passed away and uh, my dad called me um, a few hours after we had put her to sleep and he asked me to come um, and stay with him at the house because he just didn't want to be all alone. So I slept over. So I woke up in the middle of the night because I felt little paws next to me on the bed. And I thought it was quite strange because the dog was definitely asleep in my dad's bed. And he never got up during the night. And we didn't have another cat. Um, and the dog and the cat, the way they walk on the bed and the way that their paws feel are quite different um, based on their sizes and just how they walk. So I woke up because I felt the cat walking on the bed, but I knew the cat had passed, and I didn't see anything. So I laid in bed for a while, couldn't fall back asleep, and then I hear a little pitter-patter climbing up the stairs, which was different than we heard years ago, and then I hear pitter-patter climbing down the stairs, and then I hear a little collar jingle. And I was like, there's no freaking way. There's no way. Uh, I finally ended up being able to fall back asleep. 
didn't mention it to my dad in the morning. Um, we hung out all day. Uh, and I, I took the day off work, and so did he. So we just hung out all day. We watched the movies, um, played some games, chilled. And then he said, can you stay one more night? And I said, okay. So before we went to bed, he said, you know, I thought I heard Shay walking around last night. <laughs> I looked at my dad, and I was like, Dad, come on. And he's like, I really did. I I can't believe I heard it, but it was almost like I couldn't mistake it for anything else. And I told him, okay, this is what I heard. And he shared that he heard the same thing. So the first time was more freaky. The second time it happened, which was years apart and with someone else, it was not freaky. It was actually quite um, reassuring. It made it made us feel like she was still around and checking in on us and making sure we were all right. So yeah, um, that's my uh, weird. Those are my weird stories. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Dang That's Weird is a production of Duvid Media. Make sure to check out all our other amazing shows at duvid.media. And if you want to share a story, you can send an email to spencer at dangthatsweird.com or you can leave a voicemail at 612-208-2744. And until next time, keep it weird. Yeah.